this is Varun. Welcome back. We're now here for episode number four. Yeah. So, uh, so I thought we'd like if obviously if you've heard episode number three, I interview I talked to my friend Rohit about film, and so I thought I'd start this podcast with Sashwat talking about something that Sashwat is very passionate about, which is music. So Sashwat makes a very specific kind of music, and uh, I just want to we'll talk to him about music, the pro the the process of music making. and general aspects about hobbies and that sort of thing so well uh, what first of what kind of music do you make sashwat so um <laughs> it's it's hard to describe really it's uh, so i like to think of it as a blend of uh, you know the different influences i take from uh, you know progressive house deep house and techno so uh, for those who don't know what those are uh those are all different kinds of electronic music what separates them from uh you know the umbrella term EDM right uh, what separates them from the kind of music that you know Avicii and Martin Garrix and uh, all of those guys make right and the stuff that you hear at like the Tomorrowland main stage and things like that what separates it is that it's uh, it goes on for much longer the tracks can go up to like 11 minutes you know they like 6 6 and a half to 11 minutes okay. and um it's it's sort of just derived uh, so the origins of progressive house are it's basically watered down trance made more repetitive and like hypnotic so that's right. sort of okay. that's that's the kind of music right, so, so i have an interesting anecdote about uh, this all right so i think we were in 11th grade i think well first like i've been i just joined school and then uh, so i i heard that from palak someone palak just someone that you're a music uh you make music basically and then he heard we heard so we, some people heard your music and it's a very specific kind like you have to have a taste for it otherwise you're probably not going to like it's a very specific kind of music that a specific kind of specific type of people enjoy so yeah. as generally speaking popular music most people enjoy but this is something that is quite specific so mm-hmm. uh like what 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 attracted you to it because I, personally for me i'm not a huge fan of it like i'm not a huge i'm not a huge fan of <laughs> thanks bro <laughs> thanks, thanks. i'm not a huge i'm not a, i'm not a huge fan of edm music mm-hmm. generally speaking like I, i i generally just prefer organic authentic kind of music like personally for me i i prefer listening to guitars and drums and like i just love that sound but like what what attracts because it's a very specific even if people like electronic music they may not like progressive kind of music mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. so what is what what attracted you to it initially um, why you so uh initially maybe around 8th grade or something i sort of got into the whole uh, mainstream edm scene right, right. and uh by the time you know around maybe 9th grade i started producing music and at that point i was making the same like future house uh you know tropical house big room house whatever that everyone else was listening to and making at that you know that point of time but somewhere around uh, maybe mid mid 10th grade i kind of uh, realized that okay you know every time i would uh, every couple of days right i would go on to youtube and i would look at my subscriptions right just look at whatever new songs are coming out and i realized all of them sound almost the same i didn't really uh, i wasn't really uh, paying that much attention before but when i started making music i started looking at the tracks as like uh, you know sort of references right i was like okay how did he do this how did he do that how did he make the kick so big how did he uh, make the bass you know so wide but still mono compatible things like right. that okay. right and when when i started you know looking into the details right looking beyond just 
uh, sort of going beyond just listening to it as someone who's just a listener and someone who also makes music then i sort of realized that um maybe maybe to them uh that's what they like making and stuff but i kind of realized that how formulaic and um not necessarily simplistic because simple no. is good yeah, yeah most yeah, times sure, yeah. and, uh but how sort of uh, it's just it's essentially every song follows the same formula there's no uh, you don't get to see what the artist went through you know you don't get to hear this is in progressive or is no this is in, in uh, mainstream right, right? Okay, this fine, is sorry. so so now is i think one of the reasons why i switched right so the the day i heard um, one of armin van buren's warm up sets uh he does these one hour vinyl warm up sets every uh every 50 episodes or something for a state of trance they have one of these okay. massive festivals and he plays for one hour before the nine up starts okay so when i listened to that i was hooked you know because right. uh, the level of detail right that the artist put into i'd never heard that anywhere else right. and it, it sounded like everything was just sculpted mm. you know it it sounded like uh, the guy whoever made it was was painting with yeah. sound <laughs> it it wasn't just right. music it was like oral exploration right all you right. know so that's what sort of attracted see you you said that uh, you found mainstream music quite repetitive right and yeah i find the same problem when i listen to like a popular edm song it's going to be a build up it's going to going to like then there's going to be like a five a two second pause then there's going to be a huge drop yeah. it's 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 the formula is quite and then you popular. have that uh, at the end of every four bars you have that massive snare yeah. kind of thing <laughs> yeah, exactly uh, so funny thing right but something that's also very telling about the state of EDM today right or maybe the state of EDM 2 uh, years ago before EDM and pop just sort of merged yeah. to become this uh, ugly monster kind of <laughs> thing that we have today right uh, so back then this uh, dude i forgot his name made this crazy thing and put it up on soundcloud called epic mashdag Okay. So it was just a 2 minute thing, right? But it had like so many views and it was so famous and I was like, okay, wow, I got to check it out, right? Yeah. So when I looked at it, uh it was just some generic like, you know, EDM thing. It sounded pretty ass. Mm-hmm. Actually, it wasn't even that good. <laughs> yeah. But when I read why it was so famous, right? When I looked it up, it turns out every uh, 4 seconds, every 2 bars, mm-hmm. the guy was switching songs. Right? Oh, okay. So every two bars he's playing a different song, right? Wow. But it all sounded like the same song, <laughs> right? It just sounded like one song, right. although a very yeah. bad one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it still sounded like one song, right? right? Okay. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Okay, fine. See, uh so uh what most people think about music that they don't listen to is that it sounds the same. So mm-hmm. for me personally, I find most electronic and quite frankly most progressive music to sound very similar mm-hmm. as does most people who only listen to electronic music find most rock songs to be the same is the same thing somebody's going to be screaming into a mic there's going to be heavy <laughs> yeah. drums and heavy yeah. guitar the, the guitar's going to be so distorted you don't even you don't even know what's happening anymore <laughs> so like so most people find things that they don't um, listen to and they they th- they believe, they think that to be reuse of the same formula over and over again which is why the genre itself exists probably because it gets put into that particular category like for example most pop songs sound the same most most female pop artists if you just say yeah. sound the same right most rock like most people 
we think we we don't really listen no, to I kind of sound the same mm-hmm. is that a is that a bias in a is that confirmation think, bias uh, at work I think um you know this this sort of ties in with something that uh, you know me and my producer DJ friends right we talk about a lot it's mm-hmm. about you know sort of building and refining your musical taste okay now when i say refine the taste right or right. good taste in music that doesn't mean oh you don't like progressively got bad taste bro right, like right, yeah, yeah. It, it's not like that right what that means is uh over the years you know over the years of listening to music you sort of find yourself settling in one spot right mm-hmm. or you know maybe with maybe it's different multiple kinds of music but you find yourself settling in um, you know a musical area right. right that you feel is you know rich complex enough right has has a well developed enough history Right, okay. you know, because just listening to the music itself is not—you uh, can't understand everything yeah, that has gone sure. into it. You need yeah. to know what the artist went through, what the yeah, artist absolutely. feels that, that about. That gives more meaning right? and value to it. Yeah, absolutely. you want to know what the meaning is behind right. the music. Right. right? Yeah, that makes and sense. And because at the end of the day, right, music is just like art or dance, or right. you know, yeah. it is just another mode of expression. Absolutely. And if if you can't tell what they're trying to tell you. Then right. if you can't yeah. hear the story that they're trying to tell what is the point absolutely yeah i completely agree right so you in addition to being a great a great listener of music you make music as well right. yeah. so yeah. what's the how is the, how is it behind the scenes how's the how much of it is fun how much of it is just you know figuring the boring stuff out how much mm-hmm. of it is like what what explain the process of making a song let's just say how okay, it, how does so, it, how does um, it actually work yeah so i am wrapping up production on a two track like ep that okay. i'm just finishing up thanks to the break we got because of the you know the corona virus <laughs> outbreak so the one good thing the one good yeah, thing yeah. right um but you know in general right when you make like one track it there's no way that you can say okay i'm going to take like one month for this track yeah, because with anything creative you know there's like there's outbursts yeah. of uh, okay outbursts is the wrong word but there's like there's sudden, like there's ebb and flow yeah, right yeah. for of creativity and um, the i think one of the more uh, hard won parts of uh, you know being an artist one of the things you got to learn the hard way right mm-hmm. and sort of go through the you know go through the troughs the valleys right the frustration all of that right. that comes with not being able to mm-hmm. you know make something not be able to uh, flesh out the ideas that you have in your head right yeah. as an artist right yeah. is knowing when to do what because there are many different things you can do in your studio yeah, right you can work on sound design you can work on arrangement you can work on uh, there's so many different things you know the 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 point is right uh, i don't need to bore you yeah. with like you know the technicalities right? right but knowing when to do what right okay. say if you're not in the best like Uh, creative mood you know if you if you feel like you can't okay you know if you feel like you can't come up with some killer melody right. today then maybe you can work on sound design you can create uh, you know a bass and you can create like uh, different sounds right you can create sounds that you use okay. in your future projects things okay, like fine. that oh, sorry friends so my natural lead up question is how much has the current technology and availability and the abundance abundance of technology that we have around has have has, has it made production of music and generally creative fields way easier like for example can a kid with an ipad make something 
pretty good on garage man oh yeah, that, yeah yeah that's that's how i started out too okay. um so there is no limit because there, i i remember yeah. i remember here uh, i think there was a i i i forgot which movie it was but there's some movie that was shot entirely on an iphone like a major block mm-hmm. i i think like i have no idea which one it is but there's some very famous movie that was made only on an iphone so like there's the you're not limited by the technology and you know you can you can yeah. do a lot of stuff with technology the, is so much more accessible now right yeah because um i remember right, reading these uh reading these stories about like maybe the uh, you know the 80s right and the the 90s right right like where things like like you know when techno was starting to find its roots mm. right you know when uh, in places like detroit and things like that right? right you had only a very very few people uh, you know making music like in general yeah, any yeah. kind of music Absolutely. because the amount of equipment you needed was insane it costed so much right and you know most people would resort to using uh, second hand equipment and or, or renting out studios things like that right. but now we don't need to move from our house if we have a computer right um actually that brings to mind uh, a quote uh, from this famous movie we are your friends mm. <laughs> right? yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. so uh, i mean cinematically or critically it's not the best movie yeah. uh, if i was in a worse <laughs> mood i would call it like kind of like, like i would call it trash but yeah, like yeah. i'm not so i'm <laughs> so i'm not going to call it that right. um, but uh, the point is he uh, zach efren right yeah. he says that uh, if you want to make it big right as a dj all you need is a laptop and one mm. good track or some, something like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. The quote was just as forgettable as the movie. <laughs> but yeah, that's the point. You know, yeah. now that's all you need. You just need a laptop and like one idea, you know? Right, right. Okay, so then why... Okay, so I have like multiple questions after that. So obviously a person... So not everyone makes it big, right? So obviously previously in the olden times you are you have to go to studio to get yourself recorded and it, it was you had to do it you just couldn't make it big without that and uh, you also talked about a bit about you know some of it just doing the hard part of it that sort of thing so like so i remember this um this you know, I, i think it was mnm talking about how dr dre works in a studio he just he gets really finicky like he, he, every two seconds i know you have to change this beat i want to i want this kind i want a snare here i want bass here that's he, he gets really like he i think he has like so many so much work that's not published only because of that like he gets really finicky in these details and he just like gets very up something like that this so is does that happen a lot is that Is that Oh yeah yeah totally um you know there are there are a lot of memes in the music production community there was this one famous one a couple of years ago about how this dude boasted yeah. that he spent 6 hours making this snare Okay. And uh, that's a ridiculous <laughs> amount of time. Right. Like uh you know if if I'm in a hurry, right? Uh, I can like like you know I would just take like a sample and be like okay, I'm done. <laughs> right? But if I'm making a track, then I would probably max spend like you know 10 15 minutes right. on the snare, right? But no spend 6. But hours. yeah, 6 <laughs> hours, right? And uh turns turns out a bunch of people listened to the track he made and it didn't even sound that great. <laughs> so, right? but then that comes down to like taste right, right. you know uh, personal like preferences and stuff right but apart yeah. from that right apart from that uh perfectionism right you know wanting to make it 
perfect Absolute, right yeah. wanting it to like really give you like that 100% like uh, sort of dopamine hit yeah satisfied right? yeah right? Uh, that's a big thing right it's a huge thing and knowing when a track is like good enough and be like okay it's good it it's going to work on is, the is dance it, floor is it, po- is it possible to spoil a track of, of working it too much like spoil yeah, the track of your totally totally <laughs> i've done that so many times you know because <laughs> <laughs> good yeah. nice no no it was it was a, it's a good uh, learning experience sure. for everyone and sure. everyone does that. <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what what happens is right, especially with electronic music, uh, you know whether it's progressive or EDM or whatever, because you can just add new instruments. You know, just by like this, right? You can be like, okay, wow, now there is like a a bunch of uh, you know, uh, you can basically you can create a virtual orchestra right in half an hour. Right, yeah. there's no you know logistics. There's no hard work. Right, there's correct. no need to get extra players, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extra instruments th- that you would have to go through in real life. Yep. Because everything's on that one computer, and you're in control. Right. You can create as many different things as you want. You yes. can go crazy. So that, that and, that's uh, the advantage that a digital a, person has over the. That's an advantage, but also a disadvantage at right. the same time because no one is telling you. stop it's getting too complicated yeah, yeah. right and that happens to everyone like even you know even today right when i was work excuse me when i was working on one of my tracks mm-hmm. uh i just you know step back right and i looked at it and i was like okay it's it the mix is getting too muddy mm-hmm. right there are too many things so knowing when to step back just look at it from a different different like perspective you know sometimes asking other people for feedback right right, right yeah you know you need that like regular check in Right? Oh, yeah. you need a change of perspective once in a while because it's so easy to get pigeonholed mm. in that thing trying to perfect that sound or trying to you know get the mix to sound big yeah. or something <laughs> that you you just you know when you step back and someone else listens to it like bro it sounds like ass <laughs> right it sounds so bad and and you're just like wait what you know but then when you listen to it you're like oh wow it sounds completely yeah. different yeah, now yeah, yeah. than you know when it did that and so then what advice what things would you give to somebody who's just starting out or who maybe is interest interested in making music that what one maybe what what couple of things you would tell that you know some some mm-hmm. like in retrospect which you wish you'd know you wish you had known when you started off or things that some general good tips for somebody starting out or somebody who may be interested potentially in making music spe- specifically electronic music um i think uh, just because in you know in electronic music it's so easy to get started on anything right it's so easy to you know it's a good thing right in one way you know it, if yeah. you have an idea in 5 minutes you can like oh wow you know i just made correct, it correct, correct. but that way it's so easy to get distracted too okay because you know when you uh, when you're making one track and then you you know make this uh, crazy sound right but then you realize it won't work in this track and you're like okay let me just uh, start this side project you know <laughs> where I, and then uh, like 2 days later you're like 10 side projects later <laughs> you're like wait shit i haven't done anything useful right, right, you know right. so that's a big part like time management right? right um and then learning synthesis right okay because a lot of people who i see right now who are getting into production they just use uh, you know presets like when you buy like when you buy like whatever uh, software you use to make your music mm-hmm. it's called a daw right? right digital audio workstation whenever you 
Whenever you buy one, you get a bunch of uh, soft synths, like virtual synths. Okay, yeah, yeah. And all of those come with presets. Okay. So presets are like uh, sound inbuilt sounds. Okay, fine. Okay. Fine, fine. So you can use those, right? And some of them sound good. Some of them are a starting point. To, yeah. You know, create good sounds. But when you find, it's only when you finally break free out of you know needing to use the presets, and when you learn, okay, what is actually happening behind the scenes. When you learn the different kinds of synthesis, you learn what each knob actually does. Mm, Only yeah, then yeah, you yeah. can really sort of unleash your creativity because until then, um, it's going to be super hard for you to be able to map the sounds in your brain to the sounds that are going to come to your ear. Right, 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 yeah. Sometimes I wish, you know, like that, okay, we had like a, like a, Device. you know, like a record thing, <laughs> right? You know, but we don't, right? Yeah. We need to be able to sort of flesh it out just by thinking about it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And being able to know where to start and what to do to get the sound you want, you can only do that by learning synthesis. All right, okay. Well, um, that's I guess that's it for our bit on music mm-hmm. and music production. So if any you need to solicit any advice, Sasha's 100% available. <laughs> yeah, that's <And> right. And, uh, <laughs> my, You can check me out on Spotify, iTunes, you know, all of that. Um, put out all his music stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, what else should, what should we talk about today? Mm. Apart from, you know, uh, music and stuff. That yeah. was kind of fun. Yeah, that but, was fun. But uh, I've had like a lot of questions, you know, especially since I've been given like a you know, quite some time, okay. right? Uh, since, you know, we last yeah. did a session, yeah. right? Uh, you know, because like you, you did it with uh, Rohit, yeah, right? Yeah, last yeah. time. Yeah. So uh, I've had a lot of time to think about things. All right. And uh, a couple of recurring questions keep coming up, you know, because off late, uh, I've been sort of going through like not bad things, but things that make me think about what I'm doing. Okay. Right. Sort of things that induce metacognition. Right, right. Okay. So one of the, you know, biggest questions, right? One of the biggest questions that I've been thinking about is why are we friends with the people we are friends with? Okay. And and I know that's, that's a very, very complicated question. It sounds hopeless. You're just (laughs) like, oh, bro, you know, you are because somebody somebody listening thinking, wow, I have no friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Time to get to it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully that's not us. Yeah. Hopefully I'm not just. <laughs> <I hope that. laughs> but yeah. So why is it that we are? Why why do we associate ourselves with certain people? And mm. what does that say about ourselves? What does that yeah, say about yeah, yeah. our environment? And what does that say with the kind of people who we want to be? Is it exactly? Is it the kind of people? Is it is it kind of trying to? Is it helping us achieve our potential that we want to achieve? Is it? helping us get better in the ways that we deem valuable and better mm. what how does it how does it help so these are the kind of questions that we kind of maybe want to try addressing and what like let's try kicking, kicking things off with this um many i bit this quote from jordan peterson and i've quoted him at least like a million times before <laughs> and i'm gonna quote him a million times more but yeah so he basically says something he says um be uh, be friends with people who want the best for you and he says that a measure for good friends and good friendship is that if you tell your good friends news, if you, if you tell friends good news, they're going to be genuinely happy. 
it's fine the band whatever <laughs> so if if you tell people good news they're going to be genuinely genuinely happy for you about it and going to help you celebrate and if you tell people bad news they're going to be genuinely disappointed about it and they're going to try consoling you they won't be secretly happy about it now how much of our general interaction with people and we talked about before we talked about how social media creates and fosters fake friendship right so how much of our gen- general interaction is guided by the latter it's guided by people who we supposedly our friends will but internally they hate us and they hope mm-hmm. that we do horrible things and they hope that we perform badly in our yeah. exams and they hope you know it's partly it's okay, because that is that that <laughs> sounds very toxic yeah, yeah, like, yeah. i don't know i hope i'm not friends with anyone <laughs> like that yeah. but uh, how much of it is partly maybe like how of, real is yeah, this yeah, thing how right? real is it and partly how much of it is a factor of the competitive nature mm-hmm. of that we have among our friends and is that good things that healthy no, i think the, yeah. the competition is good competition what you're talking about being like oh i want you to fail so yeah. that my grade looks better yeah. like oh i want him to end up homeless yeah. so that my like uh, whatever salary i'm getting looks better that's that's a bad kind of competition right a good right. competition would be like oh i want to see how much he makes right i want him to do the best he can and i want to beat that yeah Right? Yeah, absolutely. You know that's good, right? That's healthy. Yeah, and that's what a good friend would. But how do. much of our friendships and how much of our general interaction is that healthy? How much of it are we internally not thinking, man? I hate that guy. Why is mm. he? Why? Why is he so successful? Why is he? Why is he so successful in that project that he's doing? Why is he such a successful artist or whatever? Like it could be. Okay, so I, me for one, I'm on. Might not be the best person to talk about that too because I personally. uh kind of you know gave up on feeling negative things about others because i found that it affects you know it doesn't affect them right you know if yeah. if i look at you and i see you doing some something amazing like right. you know you're talking in front of like 500 people yeah. and everyone is clapping for you right <laughs> and i'm just standing there on the yeah. side next part of the audience i might think i might have thought you know once upon a time right i'd be like oh why isn't it me right why right. is it him you know yeah. how come he gets to have all yeah. the fun how come he gets all the recognition yeah but when you let all of those negative thoughts just circle in your brain and just you know they you sort of pay all your attention to that right you are reducing the frequency which you vibrate at and i know this sounds like one of those energy healing <laughs> shamanic like things yeah, right you know, your crystal, yeah, crystal. Yeah, crystals healing crystals yeah. and oh energy healers never reveal their secrets and things like that <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, it's not <laughs> yeah. something like that you know but it's not like that right it's not oh, like oh, that yeah oh and <laughs> It's just a word I kind of associate with like other people who say vibes. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just that your vibe gets ruined, you know? Those thoughts are crowding on your vibes, right? right. And why should you not be the best person you can be? Yeah, Those thoughts are preventing you from becoming greater than who you are right now. Absolutely, right? absolutely. Yeah. So I I you know went through that whole phase and I'm not going to lie there was a point, right? Yeah. And it's not that far ago, right? Yeah. You know, there was a point where I was constantly thinking those things too, mm. right? But I realized this, right? And I know that you know if I did it, I'm I'm not like someone who's enlightened or anything anyone can do it too right yeah, but if i did it anyone else can yeah, do it and my life has changed so much for the better because of that and when i stopped thinking you know negative things about others when i conditioned right. myself 
to stop thinking like oh okay you know he's uh, you know he's not a nice guy like yeah, he's yeah. he's so judgmental he's so uh, you <laughs> <Bad>. know <laughs> yeah he's so insert negative word here yeah, yeah. right when i stopped doing that it freed up so much you know mental like i got so much more free thought right, right, ability right, right. right i could right. think so much more productive things yeah okay so uh, what i one of one of the things that i noticed is that uh i think we may have talked about a bit of it before but it's that people get really resentful right people get quite resentful at the fact that maybe they're not doing it all right and mm. it sort of so that that's that they look at you know the fear of missing yeah. out yeah yeah okay so i mean we'll we'll go back to the topic of friends mm. but it's like we see people who are obviously quite let's say somebody's doing a project somebody's mm. let's say planting trees or something you know we just i feel that the instant the de facto response isn't that all quite positive all right i feel that instantly we you feel like why is name me yeah no i i feel no i feel that as a society we just generally provide discouragement we just generally um, provide negativity towards people doing things that are that um that are new and they're not, they're not usually accustomed to the norm right people are trying to do something new and trying to with their own project or whatever so it is so is it is it um indifference or is it discouragement because no, i feel it's because dis- while there are two different things yeah. the effect on the person who's doing it can be the same absolutely yeah right, right. so uh, like i'm not sure how much genuine encouragement that people give around to each other right uh, how much like and like again john peterson said this he said this he says it quite a lot he's like you know we, we don't we don't encourage a lot of people we don't give genuine encouragement to people and that can, that is definitely a source of great suffering for people right for people who are trying to, who are trying to you know maybe just want to do trying to figure some try to figure yeah, out some we're preventing right? people from doing things that they would have done yeah exactly if and, they yeah. got right yeah. if they got the encouragement exactly and that i feel is leading to people being more resentful and because they didn't get that encouragement they're discouraging others all right so, so it's like a vicious cycle. It's, it's a vicious cycle exactly so people are let's say not being encouraged to do something creative that they would have liked and part of it is so part of part of it is because of the people that you associate yourself with right and that is where the whole friendship thing comes about it's pe- that people try people look around and you know maybe your friends are all a bunch of gr- a bunch of useless losers and you know just going to and you're going <laughs> to end up like if there is you know it's part of a part of your nature and your your personality is conditioned to because of the environment that you're in major huge part of it majority probably in, some some people argue that in, your enti- entire entire person entire personality is a mere factor of the environment that the you're in the nature versus nurture the nature versus kind of nurture debate exactly so how much it's so what what are the so you know it's it, 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 is, it is a big, it's, big it's, factor, it's, it's a big right? factor and how much How, what what can we do with the kind of people that we associate ourselves with because it's i've noticed this for good and i've noticed it for bad it's like one rotten apple ruins the lot that sort of thing it's like we have let's just say you're you're with a group you're you're you associate yourself with a group of friends and one person starts doing something bad and it can be something bad that you something that you deem that is bad which obviously is very very different for various people and that in if you notice that sort of thing spreads quite quickly and what i also feel genuinely is that if you conduct yourself nobly if you conduct yourself appropriately and in ways that you deem yourself to be good you can actually spread that good aspect the about good it vibes, yeah. as well you can spread that i mean i'm not sure how hard it is for the bad parts to spread so how good so what we know what everyone knows is that bad things spread so much more easily than right. good ones yeah. right yeah um but you know apart from that right this is it's actually kind of funny that you brought this up because uh, 
something that was very very like this happened to me very recently okay now uh someone who you know i used to be friends with okay. right uh yeah okay someone who i used to be friends <laughs> with they started sort of doing things that uh didn't really uh you know we were thinking in different ways right, right. you know this person was uh i guess she was a my bad. <laughs> my bad. Did I say she? I meant. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, my bad. Um, hope, hope that person isn't listening. Yeah. Right. So uh, this person was coming from a different place, right? Okay. And uh, me and you know the rest of the common friends we had, we really couldn't uh, sort of come to terms with that. We couldn't accept that uh, what this person was doing was. right you know because it didn't feel right absolutely yeah, right? yeah and all of us had that same thought all of us had the same approach to what that person was doing okay and uh, you know at one point i decided okay you know we've tried multiple times to help this person we've tried and even if we you know we might not have realized whether it was help or not and I I didn't in at any point try to say okay what you're doing is bad what we right. want you to do is good yeah. right it's just that the vibes didn't match yeah right no, yeah and uh, I felt like you know at some point you know since that person wasn't uh, sort of moving like changing her frequency right right I said her again didn't I? <laughs> my bad uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so since that person wasn't changing their frequency. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Since that wasn't happening, I figured that at some point, you know, we've tried multiple times that's not going to happen. You the only to- thing that can happen is ours moving to meet theirs. Yeah. Right? And inevitably that it will happen if you spend enough time with someone you're going to start thinking like them doing right, things like absolutely. them or they'll start thinking like so, you are most times it's a, it's a mix of both right. but clearly you know that wasn't happening in this right. case so i realized okay this is going to happen and you know that's not something we wanted whether it was for good or for bad right, right? so I you just want to leave yeah like so cut. i just cut. Uh, yeah i just cut <laughs> basically to put it very crudely yeah all right, right? i just cut now and yeah so now that's not the most diplomatic response right, right? Uh, but sometimes you just got to put yourself yeah, ahead of it yeah. because what i feel is quite quite frequently we we off we quite often do not put ourselves first and mm. people may th- think that sounds selfish but we do no so, but you should be yeah you part of it you should be selfish you know how much we do quite a lot of things for others so this reminds me of uh, i think it was in the dark knight rises when uh, batman after 8 years he decides to come back as batman and then his uh, alfred, alfred his butler says uh, what, you know what you're just going absolutely crazy uh, that's not i don't think you should do this i'm just going to leave and he just cuts because something that he believes is wrong right so how much of it maybe a part of it can be used to help someone understand right that can be something important you know the fact you know what people are actually leaving me what yeah. is it that i'm doing so wrong and what, what another thing is that uh, you know we tend to just you know we, we just tend to put others ahead of ourselves and 
we just tend to you know okay fine like we could maybe i'm not sure how frequent this is or how much you may relate to this personally is that you know we sort of let others take us for granted you know and that may be true it may be obviously depends on the kind of person you are but you know at, at some point in time i'm sure we've all felt this you know that you know yeah, people yeah, just you know people just taking us for a ride and you know we don't want to be associated with we're that we're sort of letting that happen yeah we're sort of letting that happen and you know part of it is partly is part of it is just thinking about the fact that you know i just the how does it matter it's not gonna, it's not anything bad that's happening but we're consciously not putting ourselves first yeah and that is a bad thing that is the source of great suffering right because we we see this we see this message quite popular that's quite popular on social media which is you know but you know it's it's okay it's you know you should try putting yourself first and that sort of thing which something that i think is quite, quite necessary as a message to that but i feel like people. the message stops there they just they don't tell you uh, you know just saying something right, is yeah. cool you know and if it's a good thing it's even cooler because okay yeah. hey, they're trying to spread something that could actually help yeah but the moment you come up with questions right they're just like oh you know like <laughs> no. we're out of text you know <laughs> we don't have anything else right yeah but so what how what do we do if we find ourselves associated with a bunch of people that we don't want to be associated with ourselves we don't want to associate with how can how how much of that how much of associating ourselves with different people can actually change our lives and can change our general state of happiness in the world right how much of our association with people is a is a direct cause of genuine suffering because we find this we find this quite quite a lot with people who we know are genuinely good people but they get dragged into this world of things that aren't too good most people who end up in these really bad situations are <laughs> yeah the so most people that end up in in really bad situations are partly because of their own whatever pro- problem that they have and partly because of the kind of people that they associate with so we talked with. about this right i believe the term is just mental poverty yeah yeah mental poverty yeah. right but it's a big thing it's a very big thing right so many people are uh, you know and i feel this all the time i feel like going up to people right and you know just holding them by the shoulders right and telling them if you let go of the things that are holding you back if you let go of the people who are holding you back you will achieve so much right i can see it you will achieve so much you will achieve more than you could ever dream of right and i'm not saying that because i'm like some hopeless optimist or yeah. you know this is great this is true. genuinely practical this is advice true, right right no i can see that everyone has something that they're really really good at Yeah. and everyone when when you are passionate mm. about something right when yeah. your talent and your passion just sort of come together right, right? you can achieve so much yeah right? but but the thing is that we may not always get the necessary support that we think would genuinely and give us a large part of that should come from your friend right, right? exactly but and when you're in the wrong circle you know when instead of giving you encouragement instead right. of giving you support all they do is you know they give you distraction right right they give you uh, you know non productive things to think about yeah. they give you things to resent they give you things to feel jealous about exactly right when that's all they do for you are they really helping you are they even yeah. really your friends exactly so you sh- you should probably start i mean you-, you should probably try thinking about these sort of people you associate yourself and is that what you want to be think about very five years from now is that in retrospect do you think that was the right choice you would have made at the current at the current point in life uh, because you know we we see that the negative like we said right the negative parts of our people spread quite rapidly you know one person does something bad suddenly you look everyone's doing that that same thing you know it 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 really spreads it's quite infectious 
and you know um, we need so that we need to be very conscious about that because a part of uh, imagine that a huge part about yourself your personality and how you're going to end up is a huge part of that is actually just going to it's just going to be part it's going to just be a result of who you hang out with and you know we don't we don't necessarily we don't necessarily think of it that way but it's actually true part of who we're going to end up being part of who we're going to end up in 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 decades could actually be a result of who you're associating yourself with now and we talked about this in the previous podcast with sanu where in yeah. the actions of what you do in school manifest later on in very important yeah. ways right so it 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 you know we we said you know it does no harm in being friends i'm just going to be nice to this person even if it's even if it's causing me a great source of dissatisfaction even, even if that person wakes up every day sends me a message saying hey you're an idiot i hope you kill yourself <laughs> uh, you're just going to put up with it you know and you know i, I feel like that we we do that quite a lot nowadays mm-hmm. we don't necessarily put ourselves front and if we put ourselves front we're going to be called selfish and that sort of thing but later on couple of years from now we're going to see, we're going to feel the real value in that yeah, and yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's good it's, no, it's going to be quite i think i think there is a difference between putting yourself first and pushing everyone back Absolutely. because they're yeah. not the same things yeah. right and most people confuse the two right when you say okay you know i got to have some me time i got to go work on what i want to work on yeah. like if you're working on a building an app right yeah. instead of going out for drinks right with your yeah. friends you would go and work on your app but your friends are probably thinking oh he, he doesn't yeah, hang he does, out yeah, with yeah, us yeah. He, you know he hates us yeah. he thinks we're not cool <laughs> yeah exactly right? and this happens quite a lot like very, it really happens quite a lot yeah so it's 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 a subtle distinction but an important one yeah. and only when you put yourself first right not by pushing everyone back but genuinely by sort of disconnecting yourself and stepping back and we uh, you know and thinking right okay what can i do that will genuinely you know without hurting anyone else right, right. what will what can i do that will further you know that will help me move towards where i want to be yeah right? exactly what can i do to move down the path that you know i want to go on like do you want to continue associating yeah. yourself with lying psychopaths <laughs> like, <laughs> because, at least i'm at least i'm not sure how true this is for people who are are generations before us and i i certainly don't know how true it is for generations after us but for our generation it's a generation like that We, we see quite a lot of We're lying characterized yeah yeah, yeah. by and, lying and uh, you know exaggeration yeah, and deceit and, and yeah, yeah it's quite popular and it's quite normalized which is pretty scary if you think about it and this is it's going to it's 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 quite sad that we don't necessarily are cognizant of who we are associating ourselves with and whether that's going to help in our overall devel- development in matters that we think are important it's not mm-hmm. somebody else coming and telling you do i think these are bad people just or that sort of thing it's about things we that you to, find yeah. valuable it's about things that you personally from your heart you know it's you know to be true are valuable yet you just do not seem to care about because you know i just need to hang out with these people you know who cares if they do cocaine every day <laughs> it's, it's it's all right salty salty but you know honestly at this sort of a uh, junction right um you said that and we see this right everyone sees this we are surrounded by people who ideally you know we might not 
be having in our lives you know given an ideal situation where we're surrounded by people the people who are exactly like the people who we want to be with right yeah. we might not be with the same people we are with right now absolutely yeah. but you know unfortunately we don't live in an ideal world so we yeah. got to make do right yeah and uh, the one thing that i was thinking about when you were saying what you were saying right is that uh, there is this quote that uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza keeps saying, right? You have to think greater than how you feel. You have to think greater than your environment, mm. right? So everything that, you know, you see, everything that you hear, the people around you, right? You know, they're all just flipping switches right. in you, right? They're all just, you know, triggering different uh, emotions, right? They're triggering different reactions, right? right unless you can learn to separate those emotions from your thought right from what you want to focus your mental uh, you know for whatever you want to focus uh, all your mental ability on right no, whatever yeah, you want to yeah. pay attention to unless you can disconnect those two you're not going to see a whole lot of progress right? Okay, right and that is not an easy thing to do because you know in today's world right we're just so conditioned to sort of uh, you know uh we're we're so conditioned to react to everything that happens even if it doesn't directly affect us even if yeah. we weren't even part of it in the first place yeah something bad yeah, happened yeah. okay we're all angry yeah, something yeah. happened right? you know it, it's part of like the herd mentality yeah absolutely right we have to do something because you know everyone else is doing it yeah right you know something big is happening oh we need to know what it is <laughs> yeah. we need to react to it we need to somehow say that yeah. we're a part of it Okay. but what i also think is that let's say you associate your let's say you, i mean deaf people i i think people look probably are thinking okay you know this guy is kind of weird probably is not good for me to hang with people are getting that sort of pictures in their mind right Shit, i thought you were talking about me first <laughs> 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 no hope yeah anyway so um what are they saying yeah okay, what yeah, what i was saying was that um that you know if let's say you associate yourself with people who you know are gen- maybe generally good but are quite or just quite you know uh just what's i forgot the right word just laid back and not doing anything complacent yeah exactly if people are just complacent about things that are going around around them and therefore are just a mere result of the environment you can actually be a genuine source which could change all right like because we've had this but we had we had this between ourselves like you know getting out of that mental poverty that yeah, yeah, you know yeah. because, because it, it if you if uh, you know it's hard to it's you don't you don't you often don't think of it this way but you you do have a huge impact on others as well as does others have on you and you can be a genuine source of goodness and a source of things that are quite valuable to you to others as well and that can be a that can be something good that can be something valuable and that can be that can that can be a, a path towards progress and improvement you know we'll maybe if you just uh, it's as we talked about previously getting out of the mental poverty it's you can get yourself out and you can maybe try helping getting your some of your friends out of that as well you know some people who just do retarded things mm-hmm. right some, some people just do total dumb things like i mean not fun like i i don't just mean fun dumb thing i mean we just do kind of really retarded things yeah yeah, yeah. we could we, and, we can uh, generally yeah, yeah. on a, on a less uh, extreme level right uh, <laughs> yeah. you know you sort of conjured up images of uh, people doing like uh, you know vodka shots uh, chugging competitions or like uh, you know how long a line can i snort competitions or things like that right um, you know things that sort of end up with you uh, 
in some friend's friend's cousin's house and you have no idea where you are. Right? Yeah. Things like that. But I'm talking about things that happen to all of us every day. Yeah, on the Just day. things like, uh, you know, just what food you eat, right? What food you think is okay to eat, right? right? How, now, healthy, how healthy are you keeping yourself? Yeah, yeah. How mentally so, healthy, so how physically when, healthy? When, you know, when I walk around college, right? I see so many people eating and, you know, I'm not calling them out on this, right? Yeah. Because, you know, who knows what circumstances they're yeah, in, yeah, you know, yeah. why they're not bringing home uh, yeah. food from home or whatever, right? But I see so many people eating like, like bad food choices mm. even out of all the ones that are there in like the the college ca- cafeteria mm. right there are some pretty decent ones there right uh, but people still pick things like uh, you know um like the chicken roll or something <laughs> which they know is pretty bad like it's pretty right. unhealthy for you right uh you know even there are healthier options right mm. but people still pick the unhealthy ones you know simply probably because it's tastier mm. or something like that right and when you know when i sometimes talk to my friends you know who are when whenever they uh buy right. you know one of those things right i'm like oh bro you know what's 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 the deal right yeah they're just like oh you know i just bought a chicken roll whatever yeah, it's, right? like, it's, it's part of the it's, whole complacency it's a new normal right yeah, it's, it's normal it's, yeah, because so the thing is the mind hasn't even registered the fact oh okay you know what i'm doing might be wrong because right, like right. they've conditioned them it, it's it, they've normalized themselves exactly. yeah. right so much you know it's so deeply in, ingrained yeah in their brain that uh, yeah but, see part of it is due to the fact that they're just merely complacent yeah. and you know not be taking charge of their own lives part of it right and this obviously you see it with maybe you see it with food because you saw that you're a gym freak and gym enthusiast <laughs> but uh because i am guilty in that i just see something i like i'm buying it that's it cool this is my uh this is my uh 10th post post lunch snack. yeah <laughs> post lunch pre lunch pre lunch cake uh post post lunch uh samosa yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah so uh so we see this we see this around all the time and you know it's no it's not just about food the yeah, food it, is it, this important is, yeah, if you want to be fat you can be fat yeah. i don't care doesn't make <laughs> yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> shit that was a bad thing to say um no but, but you don't, can, don't, don't get fat yeah, yeah yeah uh like it's not about the food is my point yeah it's about it, yeah, it's about everything people do everything the same way they their their approach to their food is the same yeah. approach okay so i think everything. we can boil it under this people do things without thinking about it right kind of yeah, yeah people do things without thinking about it which can have a large long term repercussions and we that's talk a good we, thing. yeah yeah that's sometimes true but part of we talked a lot about this in our very first episode with you know social media and people just do things without thinking you know is, is this your 10th trip to spain oh, yes like it's like it, <laughs> you know like, i mean like you know we, we see it around all the time and part of it is due to conditioning and the conditioning is due to our environment so it's part so it's we should try being cognizant of the environment that we're putting ourselves in and you know it, i think it's it all it's, it's, it's also just realizing you know you you are in control of that you are in you have complete control about the people you engage yourself engage yourself in that sort of thing not if, necessary if, okay. i mean you can sort of you can try controlling that you know if you if, if it's like i'm not saying yes. instantly i'm not saying instantly just like this stop talking about it but in the long term you are, you can control that like yeah. let's say let's just say your your pablo escobar's hitman there's no way you're getting out of that like, like <laughs> you're just like doomed for life <laughs> but 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 otherwise like if if like if like over the over the course of a couple of months over the course of a couple of weeks and months and eventually years 
you can actually just the your mentality you your mentality thing. will attract certain people mm-hmm. right it's like your vibe attracts your tribe the kind vibe, of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly right so your mentality and your sort of the way of thinking and that sort of thing it it could it attracts people and the kind of people who you want to attract so are you are you acting in a way that you are are you acting in in a, in such a way that you will attract people who you think will give you the most value are you attracting the people that you think would benefit you is that, is that so are you, you associating think, yourself with people that you 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 think would help you the most and that's if you think about that it that way right then everyone will be like oh why am i not talking to warren buffett why am i not talking <laughs> to elon musk right yeah. what's the point look at these guys they're, they're just in school yeah. right? they're just in college they're just in pass you know elon musk is worth like gazillion billion dollars right this guy he, he's still living off his parents never mind the fact that i'm also in yeah, the exact yeah, same yeah, yeah. but like why is he not elon musk let me just not talk to him right. but we are, we're not, we're not but advocating the, for that the thing is the thing is if you think about it that way you know then you find out that okay no one you know no one you don't want to talk to anyone right i think you know for me personally right it's just the you know the people who i talk to they don't need to be like oh okay yeah this guy's going to win a nobel prize and yeah, yeah absolutely right? but you know they just need to sort of get what you know where i come from right yeah, yeah. they need to have a similar mindset yeah. and they honestly just need to wish good yeah them, exactly right? that they it all comes down to that because you know we just have friends who just generally wish for the best for yeah. the best for us and that that's sometimes that's all you need you know and you can tell you know at some absolutely, level yeah, whether yeah. someone actually cares or not yeah you can see that absolutely yeah so like yeah i guess <laughs> <laughs> yes yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so is that i mean is that it uh yes <laughs> yes <laughs> yes all right uh yeah so i mean um I think that what if if you if you're confused about what to take back about this, it's we're not saying that it's cut off everybody like everyone's useless around you that sort of thing, but you can the least you can do is cut out people who you know are bad. Like mm-hmm. that's the absolute least you can do. It's like people who just induce you in situations of absolute. Uh, autism. autism yeah if yeah. you the people who just no, i think in i think uh, horrible no. situation you know at the least yeah. you can do is, i mean you can at least try you know from now just you know i'm going to try avoiding that horrible or that horrible mo- the thing that that person. keeps happening to me you know that horrible <laughs> person you know at least you can do is try avoiding that let alone and you know eventually maybe that will lead to some good thing you know, maybe the right kind of people mm-hmm. you want to associate yourself with i think uh, you know it comes down to also being a little selfish because you shouldn't be thinking about oh you know what's he going to do if i don't uh, if none if all of us stop talking you know mm. what if he goes and like uh, he's like oh okay you know i got nothing to live for let me just kill myself right? <laughs> right now that's obviously a bad thing and you yeah. should never never you know uh, put someone in a situation Absolutely. like that right but it is not your fault right if um, you know if I feel like I shouldn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Okay, uh, let's just rephrase. <laughs> no, let putting, me rephrase oh, yeah, it. Let me yeah. rephrase it. Right. Um. Um. Put yourself. It, it's basically a non-zero sum game. Yeah. Putting yourself yeah. first should not come at the cost. Absolutely. Of others, exactly. Right? Exactly. Right. 
That's it. That's yeah. That's, that's absolutely. So you fun. gotta look for like wholesome, healthy ways to put yourself first. Yeah, and you know, and also part of it is just being that person who who you want to associate yourself mm-hmm. with, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just you. Let's say you. Let's say you want to have. Let's say you're, you're probably listening. You're listening. You're saying, you know, I wish I had all these ideal friends. And you look around and you just shit on all your friends, right? <laughs> like, bro, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Like, why, you know, why? Why? Why are you? Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> why are? <laughs> yes, I mean. God. That actually didn't make sense. <laughs> but okay. Why? Why? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know, it's part of it is just realizing if you become that guy, then the people around you can also end up like that. You know, yeah. maybe you could be it's that. Possible. You could be that yeah. initial impact. That, that yeah. you know the, the like. There's the, the, I think we talked about last thing. The, the initial the friction, friction, the static friction is greater than the dynamic mm-hmm. friction. Right. The initial starting is. Yeah. You, know, you could the be barriers that, to entry. And you yeah. can break those. Yeah. You can. You can. You can be, be that starting point, and you know, hopefully that will result yeah. in. Because I've seen this happen for multiple things yeah. in my life personally. Yeah, no, I've seen it happen in yours. I've seen it yeah. happen in mine. Right. In so many of my friends, right? Exactly. And I'm not saying that, okay, overnight, you know, we uh, yeah. we became Eden Musk, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but exactly. no, no, it doesn't have to be that big, right? right? The small things will add up, right? Absolutely, yeah. Small things just, uh, you know, it they just compound, right? And if you keep working on yourself, suddenly, you know... It's, it's, you know, it's just like working out that way. Yeah. You're not going to see, uh, you know, uh, you're not going to become like, uh, you know, like huge, right? Yeah. If your first day at the gym, you're still going to look almost the same. Yeah. And every day you are going to look exactly the same as you did the previous day. Exactly. But suddenly one day when you look at yourself and you look at yourself like, Two three years ago, you're just like, oh wow, I was that. Yeah. Let me burn all my pictures, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, it's the change is imperceptible, right? right? It's almost like unnoticeable, but it's necessary. But it's there, yeah, right? It's there is necessary, mm-hmm. and it, you should yeah. try being aware of it, and if possible, be a source for it, and if not. Exit yourself from situations where you know you're doomed. Basically, <laughs> say F, take the F. Yeah. That's <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Alright, well, that's it. And uh, yeah, on that note, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. See you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh God, this is oh, this God. is terrible. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Oh man. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, God. That was worse. Okay. We're just going to stop now. We're yeah. going to stop. Bye. <laughs> bro. Bro. Just, yeah. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs>